Amen. Who feels particularly stirred up? Amen. We're going to take some ground tonight. Hallelujah. And we're just going to keep striking the arrows into the ground until Holy Spirit tells us we are done striking. Amen. We're going to have a little bit of kind of some prophetic context tonight. About an hour ago, I was in prayer. And the Lord said, I'm going to deal with the five thrones of iniquity tonight. I'm going to cause a great breakthrough over Colorado. He gave me a passage of scripture. I actually had to call Pastor Mike and confirm that it's what Dutch or uh, Chuck Pierce actually said about the five thrones. I couldn't remember if it was five or nine. He goes, it's absolutely five because the passage God gave me is about that. I want to share this. Um, you guys can actually stay standing if you like. Uh, don't feel like you have to sit down. I'm not preaching. I'm just going to give prophetic context. And then we're going to radically strike arrows tonight. Amen. This is not a sermon. All right. Um, it's just prophetic context of what is going to happen tonight. Because if we can go into battle knowing what's going to happen, we can pray in faith. Amen. And so uh, about a, over a month ago, I had shared this briefly at some different locations. But I was particularly troubled over the decisions that Colorado had made about um, just a, an effort against life to refuse life in our state, especially what was happening in America with um, in this present administration, which blows my mind because God really has made the decision and he really has truly heard the remnant that has been praying and God's answering by fire and power in America. Amen. And I, I remember I put my head back. It was, I believe, a Tuesday morning. And I was, it was rather early, and I was overwhelmed with grief for Colorado. And I, I said, oh, Colorado, what have you done? And I began to cry. And it was not the burden of the Lord. It was my own. But I felt troubled because I love this state. And I believe what God's doing, that the borders of Colorado are burning with fire. And there's been many, many years of prayer and preparation for this point. And all of a sudden, there was this positioning against God and against the spirit of life coming to America and for about 30, 40 seconds, this thing set heavy on me. And then the Lord just kind of broke in. He said, stop grieving. It was like it was troubling him. My, my posture was troubling his heart. He said, stop grieving. And so I quickly just switched. I said, Lord, I, I, don't, what am I, I, was, I thought I was interceding. And he said, you stop your grieving because I'm about to answer by fire on karma. He said, I'm not answering one man's prayer. He said, I didn't answer Elijah only on that mountain. There were 7,000 others who would position themselves before me, consecrated who would not bow a knee to Jezebel or to Ahab. He said, I'm answering the prayers of 7,001 individuals who have sought me day and night for deliverance for Israel. And then he began to speak. He said, the spirit of witchcraft was so severe. Their abortion was different than ours. They were giving birth to their babies, they were feeding their babies, and then they were passing their babies to the fire. They weren't cutting them out of a womb before they could see the tissue. They were destroying children that could see and smell and hear, and they could see them. They were feeding them. There was a natural bond that a mother has with their child, and they were under such a spirit of delusion of witchcraft, they were killing their live children. And the Lord said, even in that state, it was so wicked and so vile, he said, I came down and I released a judgment upon that mountain that I was going to have mercy. He said, I had every white right to wipe out all of Israel, but I chose to have mercy on a people who could not discern their left hand from their right hand. He said, I have every right to strike Colorado with judgment. 
I have every right to wipe out of America for the blood that has been shed into the ground. He goes, I am right to do that because I'm a righteous judge. But I have made the judgment, the decision to have mercy. Hallelujah. To have mercy. And he said, I'm going to have mercy upon Colorado. He said, stop grieving. He said, I'm about to answer by fire upon this mountain. He said, I'm going to break the delusion and the witchcraft over my people in one moment. He said, 7,001 people had postured themselves in prayer. I delivered 6 million plus who were under the worst delusion possible. I delivered them in a moment where Elijah then stood. He said, how long will you waver between two opinions? If God be God, then worship him. Hallelujah. And I, t- I heard the Lord said, I'm about to move mightily in Colorado in ways you've never seen before. Everything is shifting. There's been contending for, what, 49 years. It was 1973. Am I correct that the decision was made? What's that? Okay, and then 73 as a national. So many, so I, even unaware, he said, I am shifting everything in this moment. I want to read to you something out of Joshua 10 the Lord gave to me. And I did not have context until I saw the amount of the kings. This is the moment that we're in. And I want to say this. I believe the month of July for us right now is absolutely a shifting month. I believe the greatest grace is coming to the body of Christ in the month of July. There's something sitting upon August that is going to be paramount for our state, for our lives. I felt the Lord is saying in the weeks to come, I'm going to release such an empowering grace. I'm not talking about the positional grace. We've got that down really well. We're positioned in Christ. I'm talking the empowering grace that is about to move us from the natural realm into such supernatural power. It's the grace of God. I wish we could rename it to a different name besides grace. It doesn't seem powerful enough. Call it crusher. The hammer anointing or something. And here is the moment that we're in. Then Joshua spoke to the Lord. It's about 17 verses I'm going to read. Then Joshua spoke to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered the Amorites into the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Son, you stand still over Gibeon. And moon, you will stand still in the valley of Ajalon. And so the sun stood still, and the moon stopped until the people had revenge upon their enemies. He said, in that day and since, there has never been a moment of this caliber. And he said, we are in the moment right now of days that we have never seen before. And it's so important for the remnant to begin to believe at this level. God, you are about to do the absolute impossible because you, it's like what President Trump said, he said, God has made this decision. God is the divine initiator of everything that's happening in this nation. He is the initiator of our salvation and he is initiating revival right now. He is too big. We don't have the capacity to love him without him. It takes God to love God. It takes heaven's initiation to even have revival in the state. We cannot come up with it on our own. We can't get hungry enough to pray in the presence of God. We can't position ourselves in our carnal hearts and minds to be, have an impact on heaven until heaven comes and initiates us. And if you think differently, you don't understand the law of grace. Heaven is initiating Colorado right now. He's come and he's knocking on our doors. Will you pray? And we respond. We say, yes, Lord, we will stand. And then God answers by fire. 
the heavy lifting is on the kingdom of God. Amen. And we're here tonight to pray, and here's what's going to happen. It says, but these were the five kings. Five kings. The enemy. Five thrones. These were the five kings that were hidden in a cave. God spoke to me when I saw these things. I'm about to call the thing that's hidden, and I bring it into the light. If you've ever done any deliverance ministry, you know as soon as something comes into the light, it loses its power and grip on somebody. I saw a pastor who was delivered last Sunday from a curse that set upon him from 2002. It was broken off of him by a familiar spirit that transferred and infect, infected his lungs and put a vice on his neck. And God brought a deliverance to him. I love this state. And I believe what God's doing, that the borders of Colorado are burning with fire. There's been many, many years of prayer and preparation for this point. And all of a sudden, there was this positioning against God and against the spirit of life coming to America. And for about 30, 40 seconds, this thing set heavy on me. And then the Lord just kind of broke in. He said, stop grieving. It was like it was troubling him. My, my posture was troubling his heart. He said, stop grieving. And so I quickly just switched. I said, Lord, I... I don't, what am I, I was, I thought I was interceding. And he said, you stop your grieving because I'm about to answer by fire on karma. He said, I'm not answering one man's prayer. He said, I didn't answer Elijah only on that mountain. There were 7,000 others who would position themselves before me, consecrated, who would not bow a knee to Jezebel or to Ahab. He said, I'm answering the prayers of 7,001 individuals who have sought me day and night for deliverance for Israel. And then he began to speak. He said, the spirit of witchcraft was so severe. Their abortion was different than ours. They were giving birth to their babies. They were feeding their babies. And then they were passing their babies to the fire. They weren't cutting them out of a womb before they could see the tissue. They were destroying children that could see and smell and hear. And they could see them. They were feeding them. There was a natural bond that a mother has with their child. And they were under such a spirit of delusion of witchcraft they were killing their life children and the Lord said even in that state it was so wicked and so vile he said I came down and I released a judgment upon that mountain that I was going to have mercy he said I had every white right to wipe out all of Israel but I chose to have mercy on a people who could not discern their left hand from the right hand he said I have every right to strike Colorado with judgment I have every right to wipe out of America for the blood that has been shed into the ground. He goes, I am right to do that because I'm a righteous judge. But I have made the judgment, the decision to have mercy. Hallelujah. To have mercy. And he said, I'm going to have mercy upon Colorado. He said, stop grieving. He said, I'm about to answer by fire upon this mountain. He said, I'm going to break the delusion and the witchcraft over my people in one moment. He said 7,001 people had postured themselves in prayer. I delivered 6 million plus who were under the worst delusion possible. I delivered them in a moment where Elijah then stood. He said, how long will you waver between two opinions? If God be God, then worship him. Hallelujah. And I, I heard the Lord said, I'm about to move mightily in Colorado in ways you've never seen before. Everything is shifting. There's been contending for, what, 49 years. It was 1973. Am I correct that the decision was made? What's that? Okay, and then 73 as a national. 
so many so I, even unaware he said I am shifting everything in this moment I want to read to you something out of Joshua 10 the Lord gave to me and I did not have context until I saw the amount of the kings this is the moment that we're in and I want to say this I believe the month of July for us right now is absolutely a shifting month I believe the greatest grace is coming to the body of Christ in the month of July there's something setting upon August that is going to be paramount for our state, for our lives. I felt the Lord is saying in the weeks to come, I'm going to release such an empowering grace. I'm not talking about the positional grace. We've got that down really well. We're positioned in Christ. I'm talking the empowering grace that is about to move us from the natural realm into such supernatural power. It's the grace of God. I wish we could rename it to a different name besides grace. It doesn't seem powerful enough. Call it crusher. The hammer anointing or something. And here is the moment that we're in. Then Joshua spoke to the Lord. It's about 17 verses I'm going to read. Then Joshua spoke to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered the Amorites into the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Son, you stand still over Gibeon. And moon, you will stand still in the valley of Ajalon. And so the sun stood still. And the moon stopped until the people had revenge upon their enemies. He said, in that day and since, there has never been a moment of this caliber. And he said, we are in the moment right now of days that we have never seen before. And it's so important for the remnant to begin to believe at this level. God, you are about to do the absolute impossible because you, it's like what President Trump said. He said, God has made this decision. God is the divine initiator of everything that's happening in this nation. He is the initiator of our salvation and he is initiating revival right now. He is too big. We don't have the capacity to love him without him. It takes God to love God. It takes heaven's initiation to even have revival in the state. We cannot come up with it on our own. We can't get hungry enough to pray in the presence of God. We can't position ourselves in our carnal hearts and minds to be, have an impact on heaven until heaven comes and initiates us. And if you think differently, you don't understand the law of grace. Heaven is initiating Colorado right now. He's come and he's knocking on our doors. Will you pray? And we respond. We say, yes, Lord, we will stand. And then God answers by fire. The heavy lifting is on the kingdom of God. Amen. And we're here tonight to pray, and here's what's going to happen. It says, but these were the five kings. Five kings. The enemy. Five thrones. These were the five kings that were hidden in a cave. God spoke to me when I saw these because I'm about to call the thing that's hidden, and I bring it into the light. If you've ever done any deliverance ministry, you know as soon as something comes into the light, it loses its power and grip on somebody. I saw a pastor who was delivered last Sunday from a curse that set upon him from 2002 it was broken off of him by a familiar spirit that transferred and infect, infected his lungs and put a vice on his neck and God brought a deliverance to him through a revelation of this is what it was and brought it into the light and God set him free hallelujah and it was told that Joshua was saying that the five kings have been found hidden in this cave so Joshua said Roll a large stone against the mouth of that cave and set the men by it. Now listen, these kings had lost their authority. They were hidden in the cave. 
Joshua rolled a stone in front of the cave to keep them contained. And then he went and began to wipe out all of their adversaries. And afterwards, Joshua struck them. Let me read this up here. It says, and then Joshua said to them, do not be afraid nor dismayed. Be strong and be of good courage. For thus the Lord will do all of your enemies who have fought against you. And he told these men, take your foot and set it upon the neck of these kings. And then he said, now be strong and be bold. And then afterwards, Joshua struck them and killed them. And he hung them in five trees. And they were hanged in the trees until evening. So it was at the time of the going down of the sun that Joshua commanded that they took them down from the trees. They cast them into the cave. And there they were buried and hidden. And, and the stone was rolled in front of the mouth of that cave. Say amen. Chuck Pierce stood right here and he began to prophesy over Colorado. Five thrones of iniquity are going to come down. You might have been in that room that night. I was sitting over there. He says, when these thrones come down, revival is breaking out in your state. When I read this, the Lord says the first one, the stronghold has come down. God is releasing a better blood over our state. Hallelujah. His answer for what should have been judgment, he said, I place the judgment upon my son because I require recompense for the shedding of innocent blood. The only way to redeem land that was shed in innocent blood is for the man who committed the atrocity for his blood to be shed. Well, Jesus took that place and his blood was shed into the ground, cleansing our land of iniquity. Hallelujah. And we are about to see revival in America that we've never seen before. Will you stand to your feet, please? The day of the Lord is at hand. So I, I've been wanting to share this for weeks, and I, I just feel like I have to, um, and it has to do with authority. So I felt like I was important to share before he goes for this. Um, so on the uh, 18th, a couple of weeks ago, I had this vision, <clears throat> and the vision was basically <clears throat> Jesus, I was with Jesus, and Jesus had his armor on me, and then he, he, he it's like he opened the heavens. And there was like this huge canopy of, of angels. And, and, and he said, all authority in heaven and on earth I have given to you. So, you know, that comes from the scripture in Matthew 28 where the Lord, the Father gave him that authority. But then he gave us that authority. And so, and I was, um, I was dressed as a bride and I knew that I represented the bride of Christ. And he's all authority in heaven and on earth I've given to you. And he took his hand like this and he was just showing me it's like the heavens. And behind all the angels, I could see warfare, like angels fighting. Um, but the canopy, there's like a protection. And there was a sense that all the resources of heaven were at our disposal as the bride of Christ. That everything, everything, it was like at, at our command in Christ, totally white, holy, established in Christ by the blood of Jesus, not our own authority in any way, shape, or form. But then the next day on the 19th, which was Sunday morning, I had an impression, it wasn't like a full vision, but an impression that this whole sanctuary was like the open heaven with all the, all the angels and the Lord saying to this body, all authority in heaven and on earth I've given to you. I've given you this place to be a place of establishing and, a, and what you say is going to happen in Christ. So I just wanted to share that because what he's about to do, we're the bride of Christ. 
um, God has a special commissioning on the rock, but it's also for everyone who's part of the Bride of Christ. But there's something special that God's doing here. And, and like it's been said so many times, um, we're, we're not just having a nice little Wednesday evening, but we're, we're moving heaven and earth um, by the authority in Christ, by the blood of Jesus. So go for it. Had a lady last night give me two swords. Barely know her. Met her in a parking lot. She said, I must give you these swords. Very, very expensive swords. She gave one to me and she said, one of them's going to be for Mike and you're going to take the other one. Because I'm releasing, I'm cutting down the enemy in Colorado. I'm absolutely destroying and cutting down the enemy in Colorado. We will be ruthless until all the ground is taken for Jesus. Jesus is receiving his just reward. This is not about our glory. This is always his idea. He's going to get the glory in Colorado. Our prayers tonight are for his glory. For Jesus to be made manifest in Revelation 1. God spoke to me to release something last week at a church. That he is sovereign over our state. Jesus rules and reigns over Colorado. So let's lift our hands. We declare tonight that all the enemies of God are being cut down. We declare the foot of Jesus upon the neck of our adversary tonight. We declare the sword of the Lord. Lord, those that you have the eyes of fire in your face and your hair is bright as wool. You are coming to make war and a sharp two-edged sword comes out of your mouth to afflict and to cut down your enemies. Tonight we are your bride. And we thank you for the authority to pray. We declare the sun is standing still. The moon will stand in its place until all the enemies of God are cut down. We prophesy over Colorado. We declare the day of the Lord is at hand. All of Colorado shall be saved in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that you are answering by fire upon this mountain. We thank you for the manifestation of Isaiah 64, that the heavens have been rent and you are coming down upon every high place. Father, we declare that the ground is breaking forth, that salvation is springing out of the ground and righteousness is raining down. We stand tonight at this high place and we bless our state. We declare a holy invasion from the north into the south and the east and the west. And we declare the five thrones of iniquity are coming down in Colorado. And we declare again, I love this verse, that the scepter of wickedness will no longer rest upon the land allotted to the righteous. I heard a, this lady was holding a sign the other day. She said, America is not a Christian nation. I said, sorry, sweetheart, you don't get to declare that. We are a Christian nation, one nation under God. You should have been there when they wrote that in our Constitution. Then you could have had a voice, but you have no voice. Because America is a Christian, godly nation. It is. And we declare in the name of Jesus that the history of America will not be thwarted by the enemies of God. America, the day of the Lord, is at hand. And we prophesy over these high places the fire of God to come down and we will pursue we will pursue we will pursue with the hand of the Lord in the name of Jesus we're gonna pray tonight we're gonna worship a little bit if you get a fiery unction on you come up here and pray begin to release the word of the Lord we got people uh, joining us on zoom are we gonna be able to patch them in to pray yeah for those on zoom I see there's a number of people on zoom as well so I think the best way is raise your hand 
on the Zoom call if you can if you can figure out how to do that. Hopefully that works. We're figuring this out for kind of the first time or second time. So as people come on uh, for the online, uh, raise your hand so we can be aware of who wants to pray, and then uh, we'll put you up on the screen as well. And so we've got a number of people online regionally around the state of Colorado uh, that are engaged in this as well, and and even outside of Colorado. Philip Renner is joining us outside of Colorado. <laughs> All right, let's worship. We're going to go into prayer. We got Philip Renner here who's, who's online and has such a heart for Colorado. Tonight, just so you guys know who are at the Rock, this is a regional night of worship. So we're not praying over the things that are local. We are praying over, this is for Colorado. We have people all across Colorado. And this is a, this is a regional night where we are going after this region. We're going after all of Colorado. So the prayers tonight are centered around Colorado. Not, not just a specific region. So, Philip, you've got it. Do we have him? Hold on, Philip, we can't hear you yet. Oh, Philip, you muted yourself. Are you muted? Okay, go for it. Father, I thank you for your presence and for your glory. And as we were singing, answer us by fire. I saw a crown fire over the entire region. And I heard that the fire is coming with authority, that the people will be crowned crowned with the glory of God, with the salvation of God, with the righteousness of God, but with the fire of God. And as we were singing, let it rain, the Lord put this scripture on my heart. And it's Isaiah 45, and I'm just going to start from verse 2. In place of Cyrus, I'm going to say Colorado. Amen. This is what the Lord says. I will go before you, Colorado, and level the mountains. I will smash gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron. And I will give you treasures hidden in the darkness, secret riches. Because in Colorado, there is treasure. There is places in the spirit that we've never gone before, but God wants to take us into the deep and reveal his riches. I will do this so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, the one who calls you by name. And Colorado will be a state of light. Colorado will be a state of glory. Colorado will be a place where a crown of fire yes, yes. is on the people. Yes. Verse 5, I am the Lord. There is no other. I have equipped you for battle. Though you don't even know me, all the world from the east to the west will know there is no other God. I am the Lord, and there is no other. We declare that all over America. 
whole world, that the whole world will know the glory and the crown. Verse 8, open up the heavens and pour out your righteousness. Let the earth open wide so salvation and righteousness can sprout up together. I, the Lord, have created them. Verse 9, we're speaking to the principalities and the powers. What sorrow awaits those who argue with their creator. Now, there are laws that are trying to be passed, and it's them arguing with the creator. Does the clay pot, does the clay pot argue with its maker? Does the clay dispute with the one who shapes it, saying, stop, you're doing it wrong? Does the pot exclaim, how clumsy can you be? Verse 12, I am the one who made the earth. And I created people to live on. With my hands, I stretched out the heavens. All the stars are at my command. I will raise up, and I'm going to say, Colorado, to fulfill my righteous purpose and guide his actions. He will restore, Colorado will restore the cities and free the captive people. Without seeking a reward, I, the Lord of heaven's armies, have spoken. Father, I thank you yes. for your glory and for your presence, yes. and that your power has rended open the heavens, and you will answer. You will answer with a crown of fire on your church. All over the region. In the name of Jesus, we magnify your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank, Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Jim, I'm going to have Jim go. And then, Nicholas, I see your hands up too. So, right after Jim. Um, I try to do this uh, in a give him 15 style. Um, I've had the privilege of praying together for two years with a group of amazing intercessors doing warfare for this region and uh, all kinds of weaponry that the Lord's given us. But this last week, I've been seeing arrows and quivers, arrows and quivers. The first thing Dan mentioned when he got up was arrows. And this week in particular, and I came in here and... Uh, I said, Lord, you know, I need understanding of what this is about and confirmation that this is really you. And Dan began to speak about arrows, and then he, and then he mentioned swords. But I saw this quiver that the Lord has been talking to me about, and uh, I was surprised at what it looked like because I, I'm really big on Native American. I, I grew up loving them and everything. And of course it had that, it had some of that characteristic. But as I began to look at it closer, it was made of representative of every tribe and every nation and every tongue upon the earth. And then the Lord began to show me the arrows in the quiver and speak to me. 
about the arrowheads and he said, you know, they are pure like the emeralds that I'm building my Jerusalem out of. And he said, the quiver is my love and you are the arrows. Now, when I've been getting these words, I never looked up a scripture for it. Just before Dan took the mic, could you guys bring up Isaiah 49.1 in the NIV, maybe? I want to read this as a declaration. I'm going to go through it, but I think we need to read it. This is who we are. Listen to me. This is the body of Christ in confidence and boldness, knowing who we are in Christ and what our assignment is. So he's saying, listen to me. If I could do it like Dutch Sheets does it, it would be, listen to me. Right. Uh, you islands, hear this, you distant nations. Before I was born, the Lord called me. From my mother's womb, he has spoken my name. He made my mouth like a sharpened sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me a polished arrow and concealed me in his quiver. He said to me, you are my servant, Israel, in whom I will display my splendor. That's the purpose of the Lord for the body of Christ. Can we declare that? Can we declare that? Can we go back to one and can we read that like a declaration? This is who we are. With boldness. Let's read it all together. Listen to me, you islands. Hear this, you distant nations. Before I was born, the Lord called me from my mother's womb. He has spoken my name. He made my mouth like a sharpened sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me into a polished arrow and concealed me in his quiver. He said to me, you are my servant in whom I will display my splendor. Father God, have your way in us and through us for Colorado. Have your way in us and through us through Colorado, Lord. Have your way in us and through us for Colorado, for your glory and your splendor, Father. We pray and decree and declare it in Jesus' name. Can you put Nicholas on? Hey, guys, can you hear me? We got gotcha. you. Awesome. Um, what a beautiful time in worship there. Um, we're still worshiping. Thank you, Lord, so much for your spirit that just fell so powerfully on the worship team, God, moving with one accord. And I saw a vision while we were worshiping. And we all know that when Christ was crucified, the veil was torn. The veil of separation was torn. So that there was no separation between us and Father God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit ever again. But it was the most incredible picture. I, I, I saw the, like a veil of the blood of Jesus. And Dan, when we blew that shofar, it, it was as if the veil was the blood. And the sound of praise blew through that veil. And it created a, a rain all upon our land, all upon Colorado, our region. And it wasn't blue rain like a, or clear rain. It was the rain of the blood of Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. And I just wanted to 
encourage us as as, um, as we were uh, praying that in Dan, uh, what a confirmation you had released a, a scripture that got on my heart in um, on Saturday preached a message and I, I, I'm just going to share this briefly and then go into prayer because it, it's flowing right with what I believe God's doing for our region and what he put on my heart on Saturday was Malachi 4, 6, 4, 5, and 6. And then he said, I will send the spirit of Elijah. He will turn. He will cause the turning of the hearts of the children to the fathers and the hearts of fathers to the children. Lest he strike the earth with a curse. And what I was seeing with that, we had two incredible testimonies of just families returning. Just miraculous things after the overturning. There's going to be a turn. The overturning of Roe v. Wade, the murder of innocent children. There's going to be a churning now with the hearts of the children to the fathers and the hearts of the fathers to the children. And I got that same scripture. Uh, we've had this so long, and it is so beautiful how it was worshipped here tonight in 1 Kings 18. Where there was the challenge, the showdown, where Elijah said to the prophets of Baal. And he challenged them. He called them to Mount Carmel. And the most powerful thing about this was Baal, the God of Baal, small g, that they believed in and worshipped. It's the same God, Moloch. And that was the God they would sacrifice children to. And I set the statement on Saturday to say maybe we should get rid of the label abortion and call it what it really is, child sacrifice. And what it is trying to do is serve that God of Baal. But we know the better blood speaks the best word. And when we were worshiping at the very start, God put this scripture on my heart, 2 Samuel 5, verse 20. It says, So David went to Baal Perazim, and David defeated them, the Philistines there, and he said, The Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. Yes, amen. And therefore he called wow. the name of that place Baal Perazim. And that means the Lord breaks through. And what I felt and what I want to pray here now is that I believe God is stamping Colorado in the blood of Jesus and naming it in the spirit, Baal Paradine. Because we know that abortion legalization started here in Colorado. What started here in Colorado will end in Colorado. And I just believe so strongly that God is marking our region with the blood of the Lamb. He's declaring and decreeing. Baal Perazim, I love that that's even in the word there. It's just the triumph of Christ above every small God, above every high thing that speaks as anything before the God of all creation. And he's stamping Colorado and saying, this is where I've chosen my hands and feet. This is where the outpouring will break out. And so God, I thank you right now by the blood of the Lamb. We speak and decree the blood of the Lamb over Colorado over all legislation, over every single judicial branch and government branch in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. We thank you, Jesus, that your blood is the best word. And God, that one drop of your blood shatters the shackles and chains of generations compounded. That the, the small God, small G, God Baal, bows before you. And God, I thank you as Baal is destroyed and, and overturned, eradicated from the land, then next comes Jezebel. And Jesus, we thank you. You are the righteous judge. You are the one who reigns and rules above this land. We decree forth the 
praises of the Lamb of God and flood the heavenlies, the second heavens where the battle is gone. We decree the flooding right now in the name of Jesus, the flooding of the worship of the Lamb to drown out all dissonance, all reverberating evil sounds and evil uh, seances and worship God right now. We decree the worship of the Lamb. And we thank you, God, that as that breakthrough of water comes, I'll never forget this. When, when you, you showed me a, a, a dam by my house that was letting out its water, it was violent. And that's where I gave you the scripture in the first place two years ago. But at that dam, when that water was shooting out of there, there was a brilliant, beautiful rainbow. And he said, all my promises are yes and amen. So God, we contend now for our state. I thank you, Lord. And I want to play one. Isaiah 60, verse 1 through 5. Oh God, you have cast us off. You have broken us down. You have been displeased. Oh, restore us again. Oh, restore us again. You have made the earth tremble. You have broken it. Heal its breaches, for it is shaken. You have shown your people hard things. You have made us drink the wine of confusion. But here's where it gets the best. You have given a banner to those who fear you, that it may be displayed because of the truth that your beloved may be delivered. Your beloved Colorado may be delivered. Your beloved region here, Lord, and that you will save with your right hand and hear us as we pray. So Jesus, we decree, we hear the sound of the abundance of rain. We thank you, Lord, that you have overturned the wicked's plans and plots and schemes back upon their own heads, that the very pits they dug, Lord, they fall into themselves. And we pray, God, radical salvation, Lord, of those in government, of our House representatives and senators, Lord. We pray for a harvest of souls that as that rain of the blood of the Lamb washes and cleanses the hearts, that it will tear away the veil of deception that has blocked the eyes from your truth. And we say Colorado, we decree Colorado loves the truth of God. And that she is primed, bowed low to the Lord of glory. And saying, now is the time, Lord, bring your outpouring. Let it rain, King of glory, let it rain your word upon our land. In Yeshua's name we pray in one and Amen. So, um, a couple weeks ago I was in a staff meeting. I got this just very vivid vision. Um, I was like in the valley of the, of the Rockies, looking up at the Rockies, and the clouds were gray, and there was just this typhoon of the blood of Jesus that was pouring down, and it was just flowing down the mountains, and it, it was into the rivers. And the Lord brought me to, uh, of course, real quick, um, it's kind of new to me, but to to when Elijah was heard heard the sound of rain. But like Philip changed one of the words to Colorado, um, it was very pressed into my heart back then when this happened to say, uh, Elijah said, go and tell Ahab. But I felt God said, go and tell the 400, hitch up your chariot and go down before the blood rain stops you. Tell the 400 to hitch up your chariots before the blood rain stops you. So Father God, I pray for the churches all across Colorado. Yes. I pray that agendas would be laid down. Yes. 
pray that denominational walls will be cast aside. God, and in unity, in the blood of Jesus, that pastors would rise up and we would lock arms with each other to see the revival come. Lord, I pray you strengthen and straighten the spine of the church that it will not grow weary. And I speak to you 400. Hitch up your chariots now. In the mighty name of Jesus. This is Psalms 29. And I prophesy this into the atmosphere over Colorado. Be in awe before his majesty. Be in awe before such power and might. Come worship wonderful Yahweh, arrayed in all his splendor, bowing in worship as he appears in the beauty of holiness. Give him the honor due his name. Worship him wearing the glory garments of holy priestly calling. The voice of the Lord echoes through the skies and the sea. The glory God reigns as he thunders in the clouds. So powerful is his voice, so brilliant and bright, how majestic as he thunders over the great waters. His tympanic thunder topples the strongest of trees. His symphonic sound splinters the mighty forest. God of glory, thunder over the high places of Colorado. Thunder over your church. Send your lightning and scatter your foes. Father, we say this is your state. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Swing wide, you everlasting doors. King of glory, come in and rule and reign. Have your way. Have your way in Colorado, King of glory. Gene, you want to jump on? I saw you're trying to get on. Christ, the eternal spirit 
offering himself without spot to God, purged your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Lord, I ask that you do that in the church that you do be in the, among the people, Lord, that we might know you. And what, Lord, we just enter into the finished works of Jesus. We enter in, we enter in right now to his victory. And we ask for the manifestation of it in this in this state. In this nation, yes, Lord, the Lord. victory of yes. Jesus Christ. And we exalt you. We honor you. We honor your blood. We honor you as the most high God. Yes. The only one. God, you are moving mightily. We might not see it, but you're moving mightily. And we just want to thank you and praise you for what you've done in the Supreme Court. What, what you're doing in this state, Lord. You're moving mightily to show yourself as strong. You are the almighty God, and we don't want to limit you ever, because if we believe that you are, will not fail, you are not limited, God, and all things are possible to us who believe in you. So thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're grateful to you. Honor me, Jesus. Kevin. Kevin, I saw you wanted to get on. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, speak up a little bit. Whoa. Okay, is this any better? Good. Yeah. Is this better? Yeah. Are you hearing me all right? We can hear you. Okay. So about three or four hours before tonight, Lord began to show me something for tonight, and I'm just going to share that for just like two minutes. I saw a Richter scale, and I saw the needle was kind of running a little flat, you know, that measures uh, earthquakes. And then suddenly it began to move and rise. And I was asking the Lord, what's causing this? And after a while, I began to hear the sound of a cry from his people in Colorado, and it got louder and louder. And he was saying, this is the first thing that's moving the needle, the Richter scale needle. And I felt like he said, like in Exodus to Israel regarding their cry out of Egypt, he says, I have heard the cry of my people. And the sound, he focused on the sound, and it was the sound of intercession, the prayer, the worship, the cry of his people, whatever form this man rising up. And I saw all of a sudden he began to have me focus on how high the Richter needle was going to measure the strength of the earthquake, if you will. And I saw it went up to 7.7, .7, which is a very strong earthquake. And at that point, at 7.7, .7, it was a red line. And I knew that to be the blood of Jesus. And so I heard him say very clearly, I am answering the sound of your cry from heaven. And he gave me Hosea 2, verse 21. And it says, It shall come to pass in that day that I will answer, said the Lord. I will answer the heavens, and they will answer the earth. Or I will say, I will answer from heaven, and I will answer from heaven, and it will answer the cry from Colorado. This is what I believe the Lord is saying. And I saw that he started to show me that the sound that was coming up from Colorado. 
that was causing the Richter scale needle to move. His sound from heaven was meeting it, and it was becoming one sound. That he had been releasing his heart into the worshipers, into the intercessor, into his people. And all of a sudden, he gave me Psalm 77. And it starts out, I'm not going to read that whole thing. You know, anyone can read that, but just, it starts out with verse 1. I cried out to the Lord with my voice, to God with my voice, and he gave ear to me. And then in the next several verses, it's, it, it, the context is a day of trouble, which is befitting what we're experiencing. And then midway through that passage in or that chapter in Psalm 77, it begins to turn. And in verse 17, God begins to answer. It says, the clouds poured out water, the skies sent out a sound, your arrows also flashed about. The Lord was just, and in verse 18, the voice of your thunder, his thunder, was in the whirlwind, the lightnings lit up the world, and the earth trembled and shook. And so his sound from heaven, his answer to us that's coming, is answering the cry that he's put in our hearts that many have cried some for decades, some for just the last few days, and some for whatever measure in between. And it was becoming one sound, and it was causing shaking in Colorado. And then lastly, he said, it's my glory. It's going to release my glory. This one sound will meet and it will release my glory in Colorado. And I don't know if 77, I haven't asked him if that means July 7th, which is 77 or whatever. I'll leave that to the Spirit and anyone else who might get something. But Father God, we thank you in Jesus' name that you have put in your people here in Colorado a sound in a crop. And it has come to the point, God, where you are standing here answering. You're answering from heaven. God, and we thank you for your faithfulness that your sound from heaven in answer to our cry and sound from Colorado here at Earth on ground level. Is, is, is meeting and it's becoming a one sound that's releasing your glory. And so God, we say yes. We agree with you. As has been prayed so many ways tonight, we align with you and we praise you and give you glory. And we welcome you and your sound and we say yes and amen in a heart of obedience yes, for how you are leading yes. us going forward for your glory here in Colorado. Amen. So I woke up yesterday morning. God spoke to me. He said, from the womb to the tomb. He then took me on a spiritual journey, showing from the inception of life in the womb I then was on a playground with kids that were playing on the playground, and then it was adolescents and teenagers walking down a hallway of a school. He then took me to a bunch of middle-aged people. We were in a grocery store. Don't even know what that's about. And then I saw elderly people. And then God took me to Esther 3. 
He spoke this. He said, I have muzzled the voice of Haman. I think this is coming on the heels of what just took place on Friday. I think the enemy is absolutely undone right now, just for the record. When Haman saw that Mordecai would not kneel down or pay him honor, he was enraged. Yet having learned who Mordecai's people were, he scorned the idea of killing, not only killing Mordecai, instead, Haman looked for a way to destroy all of Mordecai's people, the Jews, throughout the whole kingdom of Xerxes. This is nothing short of a biblical genocide, biblical time genocide right here. Goes on to say in verse 8, Then Haman said to King Xerxes, There is a certain people dispersed and scattered among the people in all of the provinces of all your kingdom, whose customs are are different from those of all other people and who do not obey the king's laws. It is not the king's best interest to tolerate them. Here's where it gets interesting. If it pleases the king, let a decree be issued to destroy them. And I will put 10,000 talents of silver into the royal treasury for the men who carry out this business. Let me break that down. And I will put 10,000 talents of silver into the royal treasury for the men who carry out this business. Royal treasury, by the way, is a governmental arm, a political arm, right? The royal treasury, right, is a place where money resides. It doesn't necessarily, it's not a for-profit business. It's actually a non-profit business. For those of you that don't know, there's something called the PPFA. Don't know if you know that acronym. And donations, it's a 5013C, and donations are tax deductible. Uh, donations, 10,000 talents, money, to the fullest extent allowable under the law, tax deductions. Planned Parenthood Action Fund, PPFA, is the advocacy and political arm of Planned Parenthood, fighting to advance and expand access to sexual health care and defend reproductive rights. God then took me over here really quick and then I'm going to pray. He took me to Exodus. And uh, in fact, uh, Dan hit on this. Man, I, like my spirit leapt when he spoke of this in one. Exodus 1. And uh, I'll start at 17. I won't be long. I'll hit a couple verses here. It says, The king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives whose names were Shifra and Puah. When you help the Hebrew women in childbirth and observe them on the delivery stool, if it is a boy, kill them. But if it is a girl, let her live. The midwives, however, feared God and did not do what the king of Egypt had told them to do. They let the boys live. Then the king of Egypt summoned the midwives and asked them, why have you done this? Why have you let the boys live? Hmm. Understand that these, ba these babies right here that they're killing, I wouldn't say, I'll start here. They're killing off an entire generation of men, of males. There's a lot of talk and a lot of agendas around the feminization of America. 
I would propose this, that there's not a feminization of America taking place. There's a demasculation taking place of the male race. <laughs> and that's not pumping up males or doing any of that. It's all, I'm just telling you that there is a spirit of Jezebel that has been enabled by Ahabs and that Ahabs were enabled by things like what is going on right here in Exodus, what's going on in Planned Parenthood, what's going on when there's abortions that are taking place and babies are being aborted. So Lord, do, I just thank you. God, I thank you. Uh, I thank you, God, for that spirit of Jezebel to be broke over America, Lord. God, that Jezebel spirit, God, that has created Ahabs, God, that has feminized a people that don't know who they are. I pray for identity right now to arise. I thank you for the Ahabs arising in the middle of the night, in their sleep, to realize who they are in you, God. That they're not a subservient to a conflicted, witchcraft-filled spirit that controls and manipulates them. That, God, they would come out of that, God, and realize that they are men, that they are males. God, I, I, even um, Camille, when she gave that testimony a couple weeks ago or last week, you're a beautiful man. This is the time. This is the Ezekiel 3, Ezekiel 33 moment. Is it Ezekiel 3 and 33? Uh, Watchmen on the wall? It's Ezekiel. That's what I thought, guys. Ezekiel 3 and 33 is the watchman on the wall. Will we be like the midwives and stand up and fear God more than we fear man? Will we fear God more? That's what the midwives said. They feared God. They feared God more than they feared Pharaoh. Can you imagine that? It's like Esther stepping up with the scepter that was just spoke of earlier. So, Lord, I do. I thank you, God for what's taking place right now. God, I thank you for the breaking off, God. The breaking off that spirit of death. God, I thank you that the voice, the decree, God, of payment has been muzzled. God, that there would not be death, whether it's at inception, God, or at later stage of life. Lord, I thank you, God, that you speak a better blood. Even as we spoke that, you're a better blood and have a better word. From a better blood, comes a better word, Lord. So uh, we just decree the blood of Christ, Lord, over humanity, over people, God, over a movement, over those that are being awakened right now. They're being awakened from their slumber. They're being awakened from the place that's laid dormant, God. God, I thank you that Jesus would walk into the tomb huh, and yell out to Lazarus to come back. God, with that Lazarus spirit of death, God, that's laid dormant, God, inside of those that are unbelieving, those that have believed and fallen away, and for those that are even in the church believing, Lord, let all the dormant places, all the dead places inside of them, God, come to life right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Terry Brown. If you're on. She's on a phone. There she is. Okay, this is Jack and Terry Brown. We got gotcha. you. All right. We're driving in western Kansas, and we're seeing harvest all around us from the wheat harvest. And we were reminded we drove through Greenfield, Kansas, which 
There was an angelic encounter by a couple of youths 18 years ago. Young people that were part of Blue Eagles' 50-day prayer contending for worship and for the election in 2004 in Colorado Springs. They were coming into this, the meeting from Kansas and they were sitting in a gas station in Greenfield, Kansas. And a man walked up to them and said, John Wimber is coming to mow the grass. And the guy just walked away then. They looked around for him and couldn't find the guy. So they really believed that it was an angel coming to tell them, John Wimber is coming to mow the grass, representing the harvest evangelism, prophetic healing evangelism that John Wimber carried. So as we drive across this area of harvest, we're calling in the harvest in the name of Jesus. We say the time is now for harvest. But we see combines running at night, night and day, unrelenting harvest in the name of Jesus. We call it forth, we decree the time is now. We say, God, the storehouses are filling in the name of Jesus. The harvest will not be wasted. We're seeing semi-traders lined up in fields waiting to collect the harvest coming off the combines in the name of Jesus. Seeing it the natural, it's coming in the spirit. Now is the time to call it forth in Jesus' name. And yes, another thing out of that meeting of uh, Blue Eagles gathering in Colorado Springs, Autumn Cats started a song, I think that's where that song became public in our meeting center of 50. You say, how the rain's coming. We're all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I just want to declare something that I feel um, Tim Sheets I don't know Jim you sent the word how long ago was that that he spoke that word about proceed about Tim Sheets when he spoke the word about to proceed when was that when did that get released a week and a half ago okay so there's a word from Tim Sheets just about proceed but but one of the things he was saying is that in the next as we move into this next four months, there's there's a shift that's happening. Things to be aware of. I think what I see is is there's it's there's a battle that's at hand. We have the upper hand. <laughs> there is a strengthening. I feel like the Lord is saying there's a strengthening in this season for the body of Christ that we can step into. Um, the key is 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 not to not to to fall into a place of unbelief or fear, but that we walk by faith, the righteous will live by faith. This is a season and a time where we have to live by faith. So I just, I just declare over the church right now that we would be those that are the righteous ones, that do not shrink back, but that live by faith, that their eyes are on Jesus, their focus is on, on His Word, and Lord, that we would be led by your spirit, that you would reveal all things in these times, and that we would hear your voice. We would have eyes to see and ears to hear. And on Tuesday, Marcus, as we were in our, our staff meeting, uh, Marcus had, had a word. He said that the Lord was saying, 
I'm retooling you. And, uh, and I was just praying into that. And I, I want to just speak this Joel 3 because I feel like, like we're, in the, we're in the time for war. And I know this is referring to some other times, but I feel like it's for, uh, there's, <laughs> take this for now for what the Lord is doing. And he says this. He says, proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for war. Rouse the warriors and let all the fighting men draw near to attack. And this is what Marcus was saying about, I'm retooling you. I, I saw this. Beat your plowshares into swords. There's a retooling right now. And your pruning hooks into spears. And then let the weak say, I am strong. There is a strength that the Lord is bringing in this season as he is strengthening the hands for the work that he has that is at hand. There is territory to be taken and where the church has been on the defensive, we're about to begin to shift into the offensive, to operate into the offensive, to move to actually where we step, we will take territory. So I, I feel this is just like a prophetic word of, for the church here. Come quickly, all you nations from every side and assemble and then it says, O oh Lord, bring down your mighty warriors. Let the nations be roused and let them advance into the valley of Jehoshaphat. This is that valley of decision where the things are becoming much more black and white. Whereas things have kind of been grayed out in the past and people have been able to kind of walk on the line one way or on one side or the other. There is a, there is a decision that has to be made. Am I going to live for Christ? Am I going to say yes to him? Or am I going to kind of fall back on this side and kind of fall into the fear of man? I think there's a fear of man or a fear of God. And there's going to be one or the other that you're going to, you're going to fall into. And I'm praying. And we, did, we ask, Lord, that the church would rise up in this season. And they would, there would be a fear of the Lord that becomes their guide, that becomes the thing that actually sets their heart and the direction of where they're going. Not the fear of man, but the fear of man and this, this, this uh, unbelieving people, this perverse nation, Lord, that this would, this would be a shift, especially for the church right now, that we would become a believing nation, that our eyes would truly be on Christ in this time, that when the waves come, that we would not look at the waves, but our eyes would be on you, Jesus. That we would be water walkers, and that we would not sink in these times. That we would not fall short in these times, but there would be a strength that comes by your spirit. It is not by us, it is by the grace of God that comes upon us. It's that grace, grace to see the mountains come down in this time. And then this last part, it just says, it says this, this is, and I love what Jack and, and Terry were saying here. So this is where we swing the sickle, for the harvest is ripe. Come trample the grapes, for the wine press is full and the vats overflow. So great is their wickedness. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. And the sun and the moon will be darkened and the stars no longer shine. And the Lord will roar from Zion and thunder from Jerusalem, and the earth and the sky will tremble, but the Lord will be a refuge for his people and a stronghold for the people of Israel. So Lord, I thank you. I thank you that you are a strong tower. 
You're a refuge for those who say yes to those, for those who, who put their fear in you, who put their trust in you, who walk according to your ways. Lord, I thank you that you are raising up a church that will have their eyes on you, a church of warriors that has their eyes set on you and their hearts set upon what's on your heart, that this is a time, even as we're going in in July here, we have the billion soul harvest. Lord, I pray that there would be no weariness, but that there would be a strength to say, yes, this is the time. We're stepping into something that we've been crying out for. It's time for us to engage. It's time for us to move out. It's time for the church to engage. In Jesus' name, amen. Dan, you want to close us in prayer? Why don't we just stand together to close this off tonight? Man, you guys are awesome. This passage of scripture has been in my heart for a good several weeks. Uh, Numbers 14. God spoke to the people to take the land, and they were getting stricken with fear. Joshua raised his voice. He said, The people have become our bread, for their protection has left them. And he was speaking about their adversary, their enemy. There was something that he discerned in the spirit where the demonic protection over these giants had been removed. God came in and removed the demonic structure empowering these individuals. And when I read that, the Lord says, I am breaking the demonic structures in America. And I am removing the strength from the adversary. They cannot stand and I'm going to make them fall even in the night. So, Father, we thank you. Everything's the sound in the spirit. And, Lord, we thank you that you've given us an ears of a Joshua. Though in the natural we can't see, but in the spirit we know that everything has shifted. We know that the protection, the demonic structure is being broken right now. And, Father, we declare the Lord, the land has become our bread. We thank you for the harvest that's coming in. We declare the sound of the Lord being released. It was the same sound when the, the centurion, his servant, was sick, and Jesus was coming, and the centurion sent his servant and says, I'm not worthy to have you into my home, but if you will just release the sound, I know, I know that my servant will be healed. And the sound, Jesus released a sound of healing into the spiritual realm, and breakthrough happened in that house. Scientists are saying right now that they are so close to being able to extract sound out of walls. They're going to be able to listen to conversations that happened 20, 30, 100 years ago. They are saying that sound carries substance and they're going to be able to extract it. There's a sound in the spirit going forth right now. So, Father, we thank you for the sound of awakening, the spirit of awakening, the sound of revival, the sound of the blood rain coming to America. We declare, let the tsunami of the blood of Jesus, the better blood, begin to wash over the land, over Colorado, over our state, in the name of Jesus. Lord, release the sound of a mighty wind. Release the sound of mighty rain in the name of Jesus. Thank you for coming tonight. I think that pa Pastor Mike's heart is that we would do this at the last Wednesday of every month, that we would gather together at a regional level and begin to pray. So just look at your calendar. Is it the fifth, the fifth Wednesday next month? So the fifth Wednesday next month, 
also every Wednesday night, The Rock, this house, with the mandate from Chuck Pierce that there was a governance of 120 mile radius, they have shut down all of their services to have prayer, to say, Lord, we're going to give ourselves to prayer. So every Wednesday night, starting at 645, there's prayer in here, and we just go after the presence of God, led by the greatest worship team in Colorado, amen? And we're just going to have an awesome time. God bless you. Have an awesome night. Thanks for coming.